Hello. And welcome to the bastards. Get out, scream! Good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 482 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello, everyone. And... Ian Loring, hello. And, yeah, this week, we well, we don't kind of have a, a main review, do we? Bit of confusion midweek, wasn't there? Bit, a bit, a bit of yeah, I kind of fucked it a bit there, guys, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to say that. So, it's on me. So, so we, we, we've got. A, so we've got. We're just going to talk some movies. I'm going to talk some bits, and you guys are going to talk about. Well, we'll talk about Triangle of Sadness. We'll talk like, about Triangle of Sadness, yeah. Yeah, because we haven't done a full review of that yet, no. and you guys watched it, and I said I would, and then I forgot that I said that I would. Yeah, so we're definitely going to talk about that. That's the closest thing we're going to get to a review. Ian is going to talk some Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are going to talk some uh, Last of Us, aren't you? A little bit of Last of Us, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I might have to get in the car and drive to Wales afterwards and murder Ian though if he's, if he's down <laughs> <laughs> I won't really Ian, it's a real long drive If I'm down for being murdered? No, if, if, you, if, you, if you're down on the show like if Oh, you, okay If you're ragging on it um, <laughs> Yes, we're going to get into that uh, Murder and other bits uh, We've just recorded, speaking of murder We've just recorded uh, the latest episode of Hits the Bomb uh, look through the uh, movies of Bong Joon-ho. You got well, it right. I got it right there. Oh, I'm so proud of you. thought about it. Yeah. Went all the way through there it. There was a little pause. I didn't know it. was a little it. pause, yeah. <laughs> uh, over on our Patreon, uh, Patreon slash Film Bastards. Uh, so if you want to go over there, um, it's only, what, $2 a month? And that's it. You get like extra shows and bits like that. And uh, our eternal thanks. Uh, <laughs> also, we are a uh, Pontificate podcast. Go listen to my friends' podcasts, including Rewatch Project, uh, Chins for Punter, Phil and Phil, and others out there. Um, yeah. But after you've finished but, uh, yeah, after, after you've finished this, this is this first. Yeah. Um, now all that's out of the way, um, Ian, what, what's been happening in the, the movie news? Can I interject, um, actually, before we get into the, the, the biggie that's happened this week? Because I don't think we've spoken about it on the show yet. What? Julian Sands. Yeah, terribly sad that. Yeah, that fucking sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's like he's he's just still missing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I don't I don't I don't know whether he's just very niche and I just really love him because he's in the fucking Rose Red series and like I really enjoy Boxing him in that. Boxing Helena. Boxing Helena. That's a great film. I don't mind me watching that actually. I mean, great film is possibly taking it a little bit. Great, too enjoyable, far. not great. Great. It, it's 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 a schlocky bitch. <laughs> yeah, and we love a schlocky bitch in this <laughs> I house. I love it. Um, but yeah, just I, 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 
I've not really seen anything about it anywhere, like anyone really talking about it. Oh, I don't it. know. I've seen quite a bit of it. Have the, you? The Telegraph's, uh, others oh, the Independent story is covering it quite a bit. Yeah. Just really fucking, like, I mean, let's be, let's be realistic. His yeah. chances aren't great, right. are they? And it's like... They're right fucking down here, Bex. No, but like, I, I just, I just, just went out for a hike. It's fucking awful. It is horrible. Anyway. Should we want to, uh, like, Tom Sizemore's aneurysm now? What? Oh, God, what's, yeah. What's that? Tom Sizemore's currently in critical condition with a brain aneurysm. Oh, fucking hell, they're horrible things. Yeah. Are they the slow ones or the quick ones? They're the slower ones. Oh, they're more treatable. Embolism's the... Embolism's the, the explosion yeah. ones. So on to cheerier things. War. We love a bit of war, don't we? Bafters. Fucking... Yeah. So... Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front won like six or seven BAFTAs. One for Best Cinematography, where they put the raw footage into Final Cut Pro and then went filter, war is hell. <laughs> um, good job, guys. Um, yeah, uh, so... I mean, yeah, the, the BAFTAs. Um, some surprising wins. Austin Butler winning over Colin Farrell. At the BAFTAs. At the BAFTAs, Yeah, that is bizarre. Um, And especially when Barry Keoghan won Best Supporting Actor and um, uh, Kerry Conroy... uh, 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 Conron. Conron. Condon. Condon. Kerry Condon won Best Supporting Actress. I was thinking, like, well, it's all wrapped up then, isn't it? And then, boom, Austin Butler. So, Austin Butler's winning the Oscar. Um... Which is wild. I mean, I, I, I'm okay with it. Don't get me wrong, but it wild. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was um, it was an interesting ceremony. Ariana DeBose did a quite oh spectacular God. musical number at the start. Yeah, that that is it's. Is there actually a line that is Angela Bassett did the thing? Viola Davis was a king. Was my yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit like you're, you're it, watching like it going, oh my god, this is like in the nineties when dads tried to rap. Is it awful? It's it, it, it's it's something. It's, it's pretty fucking bad. And yeah. the the so the TV presentation was interesting because the last four awards were actually done live, which they never usually do. Um, so uh, even though the, that ceremony was a long old ceremony, though, because it started at quarter to six and it finished just after nine, um, like that's Oscars level, but it's the Baftas, yeah. Um, and it, it was it was an odd ceremony because Alison Hammond came out at the start of, from this morning, um, alongside Richard E. Grant, and she was like, "Right, I'm off out back. See you later." And then every ten fifteen minutes or so, you just get. Alison Hammond sat in the Royal Festival Hall just chatting to randoms because everybody needs to know what Jerry Halliwell thinks of everything. What? Uh, yeah, it was Jerry Halliwell, Martin Freeman, and somebody... Uh, Ali Plum from Radio 1 at one point there. Who knows why? Um, and, and Martin the- Freeman's known to be... Not, not this isn't. A, he's not known to be a dictator, but he's known to be quite prickly with with people. Impatient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then Austin Butler and Helen Mirren together. No, or was it Emma Thompson? Or was it Helen Mirren? 
No, Helen Mirren. With Ellis... Uh, uh, no, Emma Thompson. Helen Mirren was on it separately. And then Alison Hammond talking to Helen Mirren about how she knew that the Queen liked her performance in The Queen. Um, also, that reminds me, I still haven't got an answer on this, there was a tribute to the Queen where, for some reason, the picture of Spike Lee went up on the montage at one point, and I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know what that was about. It was a really, really weird ceremony, and then in the end, it's all right. War film wins a bunch of stuff. Banshees wins a bunch of stuff. Barely anything else gets a look in, and hey, like no people of color won again. So. Well done. <laughs> it, it, it is a little bit like, like the British are obsessed with war. With the olden days war. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that? It, it's just. Is that in this Ariana DeBose thing? I'm just like, I can imagine people at home watching this, going like, "Who's this?" It it does feel a little bit like you know the the the, the hold my beer uh, me. Sure. Mm. It does feel a little bit like like someone Oh look, the Golden Globes are back. That'll be a bit mad. And the back just went, Oh my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, quite I mean it just it was um oh god. And there was one award where they no, it was visual effects for Avatar. Right. Avatar is going to win visual effects, yeah? Agreed. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. They had those people sat in the rafters in the Royal Festival Hall, which is where like they do the LFF premieres and stuff. They were sat right towards the back, pretty high up. That would take fucking forever to walk to the stage. <laughs> and they edited it because like because it, it, it just took so long for them to walk walk down. The applause had stopped. By the time they got to the stage, and then when they got to the stage, people started applauding again. <laughs> Brutal. But Avatar, visual effects. You move those people closer to the stage because they're going to need to go up to the stage at some point. Yeah. 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 Weird ceremony. I pray All Quiet on the Western Front doesn't win anything more than Best Foreign Language at the Oscars because I will be so annoyed I will wake Lottie up. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it now. It's fine. It is fine. It is the most default war is hell. You get as much insight about the horrors of war, genuinely, from Call of Duty World War II's single player campaign as you do in that film. I'm not. I'm actually not joking. My only thing with, with with the reason why I haven't watched it yet is, like you said, there it, it looks very generic. War is hell, and it's two and a half hours, and I'm just a bit like, do I need two and a half hours of war is hell? Yeah. <clears throat> and the thing is, in the foot that that film, basically, as soon as they get to the front, it's like, oh fuck, we made a mistake. It's like, yeah, you did. And now we have to watch you make that mistake for another two and a quarter hours. And you'll never guess the ending. <laughs> there's, there's a handful, though, that I'm really, really happy about. Um, really glad that Austin Butler won Best Actor because I don't think he'll get the Oscar. He's getting the Oscar. Mm, I don't... I, I just... I don't know. I think it could be Colin Farrell for, for time served. 
a little bit. If Colin Farrell doesn't win on home soil, I just don't see how that happens. Yeah, but like 90% of Americans think they're Irish anyway, don't they? That's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. So, you know, there's that element of it. Um, so I'm really glad that he won Best Actor. I'm really, really glad that Barry Keoghan and Kerry Condon won for Best Supporting because they are both fucking stellar in Banshees. Yes. Good, good acceptance speech from Kerry Condon as well. I haven't, She's I haven't watched any charming. of it. But yeah... Yeah, I'm. I'm just really glad about those and best casting for Elvis. I mean, yeah, the best casting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good BAFTA. Oscars should do that. Mm. Yeah, best casting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it, it does make sense that actually. Yeah, that should that should be a category actually. Yeah. Straight up, best casting and best Stunt. stunts yeah. slash action team. Yeah. Yeah, stunts stunts for years have been. It's, it's been one of those where it's not been... And also, if you want to get popular films nominated for Oscars to get the viewers up, Best Stunts is probably a good way of going about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a few that I think they got really right. Yeah, I just always see it as a little bit like... I don't know. It's the BAFTAs, isn't it? It's the pre-Oscars, isn't it? Yeah. Um, right. Anything else happened this week? Do we know if anyone's noticed? Not really. It's apart from the BAFTAs. It's all been pretty low key. Like the um, the European film market's continuing. We talked about Ship, the sequel to Plane, last week, and there's yeah. been a few other things as well, but not uh, not too much of note. Um, the um, Tom Holland, um, fucking. Fred he's played it's Fred Astaire. That was it. I, I, I had Clark Gable in my head. And I knew it was wrong. But uh, yeah, that that film looks like it's getting going and it's been selling rights and stuff. So that that is happening. That could be interesting. It could be really teeth grating. Yeah, it's one of the other, isn't it? He's a real mm-hmm. good dancer, though. He's a very good dancer, but it's also a bit like it depends on what story they're going to try mm. and tell. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, right. We're well, moving on. Trailers. It's <laughs> not that many, I don't think, this week. But there's some fun ones there. There is. Yeah. Um, so Bex what, what trailers have, have you watched did, did, did you well I know because I watched them with you the same ones as you you fucking yeah. weirdo so we watched <laughs> we watched Zodiac but with girls didn't we I wish she'd just go away I mean she's gone away she's come back this is the, the Boston away. Strangler trailer yeah I didn't watch this I just saw it was online how is it you didn't fucking miss out just watch the Zodiac trailer and just like have little faces of girls on lollipop sticks and move it, around it, just it, imagine Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's got tits yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly right, okay. it, it, is, it is and it's significantly less attractive it is painfully watch it going right so it's shitty Zodiac but with girls and the thing is that, that that's not saying that Zodiac would be shitty with girls, but that is how they have that is how that trailer is put together, isn't it, Becky? Yeah, yeah. There is some almost like exactly the same beats as Zodiac in yeah. that trailer. It's quite something. Fucking Kira, I speak BBC English, so I can only do period pieces now. She could try to only do period pieces. She could only do pieces set in a very specific time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she could do anything set. From 1920 to 1958. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't bring anything to the table, does she? She's just, she's never. She started off pretty strong because she was skinny and hot, but then she's never really. She's not that talented. 
and she's not really developed herself or pushed herself to get better. She's just there. It's not a great trailer. She's like a coat rack with a wig on. I'll, I'll watch it. In fact, I'd watch that more if someone was just moving a coat rack around. <laughs> just, if wants to do some one of those eyes. edits. Yeah. <laughs> they could just put a coat rack with some googly eyes on it to do like the entire atonement. <laughs> it wouldn't look much different, to be fair. Uh, so yes, it's, it's not. It doesn't look great, but I probably will still watch it. Um, what else have we got? Ian, did you watch the Sisu trailer? I did. <laughs> yes, oh. this has taken the internet by storm. Has it? I'm glad about that because the bit where he throws a landmine at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it, yeah, like a bad guy's like, right, there's mines everywhere. Okay, how do we test it? <laughs> well, there's a bit before that where he literally, someone walks oh, out, it's the mist, yeah. and there's something flying through the air, and it hits you on the head, and it's a fucking landmine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, lots of fun with landmines seems to be a, a, a theme of this film. Yeah, it, it's one of those, I'm going to check how long it is, because if it's anything more than 104 minutes, I might be out. Well, it's the guy, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's the guy who directed Rare Exports, and I think that film was like 80 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, oh, we have got 81 minutes. Perfect. Beautiful. No notes. Yeah, that, that, that is exactly as long as this movie needs to be. <laughs> Bring it, it looks on. fucking ace, doesn't it? Yeah, very up for that. Uh, a bit of gore. A build up to like The Big Two. The Big Two. Yeah. Okay. Two. Uh, so past lives we watched, didn't we? Everyone's getting fucked yeah. over in this movie. Yeah. It, yeah, I didn't watch this. Everybody on Twitter was saying, "Oh, this looks like the most heartbreaking, wrenching." The, 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 the. Yeah, cool, man. I'll get to it when I get to it. Fuck you. It very much does look like that. There's very much like you're watching it going, "One of you people, and I think I know which one it is." Um, <laughs> And I can't remember the actor's name, so let me just fill for a few seconds while I find out what his name Kevin is. Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, John uh, Magara, who was in like The Big Shot and uh, First Cow and things like that. Um, he's the guy who's getting fucked over in this. You could tell from the trailer. Mm. And you're going to go, oh, He's the husband, yeah. yeah. This, so this this is this is in the uh, the genre of sad bastard film that I'm getting increasingly I can't be asked with. Yeah, it, it does appear like that. It's it's a movie that is just tool designed to try and make people between the ages of twenty seven and forty five feel things. No, this <laughs> this is it. I'm I'm slightly done with being emotionally affected yeah. by films. And the thing is, you, as, you, <laughs> as you get closer to the 45-year-old thing, as you get closer to that, you are getting closer to going, I don't need to feel these things. Yeah. No, no, no that's, that, yeah, I, honestly, I think that's exactly it. It's like, it is, I only have so much time left. And if I want to watch a film, Cool. If it's nominated for an Oscar or something like that, I suppose I will because it, it's in the conversation. But if it's just something where people are going to call it one of the best films of the year for two weeks and then no fucker ever talks about it again. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that thing. It's... If... It, it's, it is... I just think it is. It, it's... And I don't think it's all man yells at cloud. 
I think it's there's a cloud there, and the cloud is there, and I'm allowed to point at it and go, that's a cloud. It, there's an element of that is I just maybe I have just become too cynical to care about feeling these things. Not that I don't feel them. It's just that I'm it's looking ju- going. Do I really need to feel that on a Thursday night when I've got to be up for work in the morning? Yeah, yeah, but that's it. And it's like it's just like the other people who are feeling these things are all twats. <laughs> The thing is, this movie, I, I would prefer to feel these things on, like, a fucking Tuesday morning on my day off. <laughs> I'm all right feeling them then. Would I want to feel them? <laughs> Do you know what I... But th- this is the thing. Past lives, I could give or take... it. Like It had, like, really good reviews out of Sundance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, brilliant, dude. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Do you know what? The end of the... D- when I've had a busy week at work, you know... I'll be honest, it's like women talking. It's like I was going to go and watch that on Monday night. And I was like, do you know what? I've had a day at work. I'd have to drive for half an hour so I can watch very important things be discussed for an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. So I could be told off in sepia with costumes. Yeah. Or I can stick on the PlayStation and do karaoke and Yakuza Zero for a couple of hours. That's it. it, it, it it's it's the, you know, there's an element of, of that. And I think occasionally you, you have these little bursts where you go, do you know what? I'm actually in the mood for the next couple of weeks to be fucking told off. But in the back of my brain, I also know that that will culminate with me going, or oh, I could just watch The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and you know, maybe segueing... Not the actor. Maybe segue in, if it was after a long day at work and there was a quarter to eight showing of The Pope's Exorcist. Yes! <laughs> oh, this is very much Foster myth, isn't it? Now. Absolutely, yeah. A little bit of Catholic horror, don't we? Yeah. Whoever the fuck had the idea to cast Russell Crowe as The Pope's Exorcist who it seems like basically has to stop himself from being possessed by Satan, I would like to buy you a drink. This looks like the best shit film. The thing (laughs) is, what I will say is, so this... If you and it's out on this, Good Friday. Sorry, it, oh, I just find that hilarious. That is brilliant. Well done to the marketing team on that. Yeah. Um, that is some fucking, that is some last temptation of Christ levels of we've worked this out. Yeah. Th- this this in the Super Mario Brothers movie is going to be an incredible double bill. Oh, Sorry, oh, continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the thing is, if you said to somebody around the mid-noughties, or in, in 20 years' time, Russell Crowe will be starring in a schlocky looking film called The Pope's Exorcist where he plays the Pope's Exorcist, the the Vatican's lead exorcist who is possibly being possessed himself. You'd be like, no he won't. Unless unless that is being directed by somebody incredibly highbrow and it's a really serious sit-down think piece. No. But... If you were to have watched the movie Virtuosity, which we'll talk about later on, <laughs> and you were to look at that Russell Crowe, you'd go, oh my God, yes. <laughs> Take my money. Yes. So, 
This this is directed by the guy who directed Overlord and who is next directing Captain America Four. Uh, Captain believe, America Four, if I remember correctly, yeah, starring um, uh, 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 Anthony Mackie as the new Captain America so and Harrison Ford as the president. No. Great stuff. Who know, Who knows? I think it's him anyway. I might be wrong. I, I might be wrong. Anyway, like anyway, right. anyway. It sounds, like, it sounds like the sort of spin the wheel and let's see where it fucking lands decisions that Marvel have been making. Like... A little bit, yeah. But the Pope's Exorcist, just like, I feel like it might have the tone, the right side of campy. Like the mm. one bit where it's like, bring me the priest. And then the priest comes in and gets blown out the door. It's like, not that one. I d- brilliant. I mean, yeah. Do, 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 we do know who's voicing the the demon, don't we? I don't know. It sounds like Statham. Nope. Who? It's Ralph Innocent. Oh God, that makes all the sense. Yeah, that is Ralph Innocent, isn't it? Yep. Ah, oh, just great. So we have the BAFTA's best casting next year. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it goes to. And Franco Nero as the Pope. It's great. It oh. just, it looks like the best kind of bobbins. So, like the um, the Unholy from a couple of years back, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. one. Good time. Good trashy as fuck time. That is what this looks like. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. But it does look trashy. And I love that. Yeah. It looks like bollocks. It looks like absolute bollocks. And it, it, I can't wait. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so talking of, 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 of looks like bollocks. Thank you for that, Sue. Uh, Tetris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm very much a... Go on, then. Yeah. But, yeah. It, 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 it does, there seems to be a few of these... Crazy stories about quite normal things. Yeah, like the fucking shoe one that we talked about last week. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's out the same weekend as Mario and the Pope's Exorcist as well. God, that's going to be a good week. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tetris. Yeah. Um, I, I, to be fair, like I remember reading ages ago that the the story of the the whole Tetris thing was quite an interesting story. The fact that they decided to make like a big budget Hollywood movie about it just seems insane. But I'll watch it because it's got Taron Egerton in it. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very up for a, a Tetris movie. It seems like this is, like 2023's gone, video games. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does seem to be a bit of a trend, doesn't it? it does, it's, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, and but I mean, it it is an odd story, like Tetris being tied tied up with the Russian government and the whole yeah. kind of like, how do we get this out there? Like, it looks like there's going to be plenty of embellishment of the truth, but there are going to be like nuggets of the truth in there as well. But they're just going to take what they want from real life, add a bunch of bollocks onto it. And have a fun time. It it, it 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 just it looks entertaining. Yeah, that's what I that's what I want now. It's basically sad bastard films. Nah, mate, you're all right. 
Tetris and the Pope's Exorcist, you son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it, let's go for it. Any any more that we've got there, or was that was that it for us for trailers? No, I think that, think that might have been. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it our side, right? So, cue it up here. Uh, but yeah, we watched Triangle of Sadness, didn't we, Rebecca? Yes. Do you know what people regret under their beds? Are you tired of home? No, no, no. But they were working too much, and people don't Throwing away their lives on stupid and pointless jobs. <laughs> Can I get you anything to drink? Uh, no, please. I don't know. I was just born into this life. It was not my fault. And when this happened, I, I just felt like, why? Why? Why are they so unfair? Yeah. We are all equal. That is so true. Everyone's equal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, written and directed by uh, Ruben Oslund. Um, this one stars Harris Dickinson, um, Shabby Dean, Sh- Dolly Sh- Dean, Leon. Is Shabby Dean the one that sadly passed away? Yeah. 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 Bacterial sepsis, it said on the thing I read. That fucking sucks. That does, yeah. Um, Zach Hoverick, I'm always nice to see him in things. It's always fun. Him Was he the, uh, the Russian? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, and Woody Harrelson. Uh, I like the idea that, that with Zach Hoverick, that he doesn't walk around normally looking like that. That That is his Russian oligarch-looking <laughs> um, costume that he says he puts on. Because <laughs> he does this. He plays it in a lot of Western movies. Oh, Okay. Where he plays that. Um, yeah. So what does IMDb say about this? Um, it's very vague. A fashion model celebrity couple join an eventful cruise for the super rich. <laughs> it's, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Very, it's very fucking uh, black fucking satire, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a, a literal, they are, they're, sinking in their own filth <laughs> at one point. It's just quite something. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very much sparing the capitalist culture in which we're all forced to live, isn't it? I, but I very much did enjoy the, the opening. It, the opening lets you know what's going on very, very quickly with it being the, the male model casting bit. I loved that bit yeah i could have watched an extended fucking sequence of them just going h&m balenciaga yeah h&m <laughs> it's just you're there going oh all right fair enough go on then i'm i'm, I'm liking this yeah yeah um and i i'm it, it, very much the yeah all right you bastards i'm in <laughs> yeah and the thing is like harry stickinson is supposed to essentially be kind of like the viewer's avatar in this like the the the, the most normal the most grounded but he's such an aggy bitch, isn't he? He's, oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, 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 that's the thing, though. He's supposed to be... Look, he's a bit of a dick, but he's not like a an absolute dickhead. He's just a bit of a... It, he's he's the most sort of set to normal of the lot of them. Well, I think he's... He's, the, he's, he's presented as being the most obsessed with money because he doesn't have it. 
Whereas the rest of them are quite flip about it. Yeah. Because they've got loads of it. Yes. So, yeah, it's 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 quite interesting from that point of view. Like, and it, it does happen. Like, pe- people that don't have money are the most obsessed with, with money and getting of money and returning of money. People have a taste of, I think, of, of, of money and, and exist mm. in a world that has money. Mm. I think is more the thing. Yeah. But 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 it, it's interesting as well though, isn't it? Because then in the third act, Dolly De, Lo- De Leon kind of has the power, and then everyone's kind of in thrall to her, and then it's she be kind of comes as fucking um like not not vapid, but like as poisoned by oh, yeah. the power as they do in the second act with the um. And like the rich people on the ship are, you know, like mm. it, it, like Dolly De Leon by the end is not a million miles away from that woman saying, "You must all swim, swim," yeah, you know, she, like it. She, she literally becomes Zlatko Burek, but a worse version. You know, her essentially using, um, is it Carl? Is called? Yeah, sounds Carl. right. Carl, uh, Aristides' character, essentially, basically using him as like arm candy because she deserves that. Because she has all of the power, mm. so why wouldn't she have this? Why why wouldn't he just obey to that? And, and that whole, that scene of them where it's discussing it, and it Carl's kind of going, "Oh God, this is right," but I don't like it. But she's right. <laughs> and it, it just it, it, it's it's the how quickly it just everything just shifts. Everything shifts back to some kind of semblance of everything will always be the fucking same. It's power corrupts. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's like, it, it, a base level reading of it is kind of like eat the rich, but then it is just like, actually, do you know what? Eat humanity. Any motherfucker would like be a dickhead if they had the power in a situation. Like there is no, like uh, the fucking like socialism aspect to it. It it's gonna it it's you know and I mean like it even speaks to um, you know fucking awful opinions of people about like well if you give marginalized societies too much power, all they're gonna do is like just like lord it over you like i mean the planet of the apes films kind of like point to that as well just this very very depressing view of humanity which when you look at like the baser instincts of people and i'm not saying a specific type of people just people that might be right like altruism is that a thing in triangle of sadness definitely not in society it's a question I think people don't really want to fucking ask. I, it's a really interesting film. The the more you think on it, actually, is, is Triangle of Sadness. Oh, yeah, the, the, the fact that you get to the end where uh, you, you've got... Um, she there gets to the point of where she will literally kill mm. to make... To, to hold up her power. And she 100% fucking kills her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even though, to be, I mean, to be fair, in that situation... Like you could you could be my assistant when everything goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah. fuck I you. Can you. You could work for me. Because yeah, there is there is that thing of, of her saying that, and she does start to stop and mm. think. 
can I do this? And then it's the moment where she says, you could be my assistant. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yeah, that ending is absolutely beautiful. I, I, I will be honest, I was, I was, at, at one point I was like, this is, this is fucking five out of five. Fucking glorious for me. And then it did start to bag a little bit mm. for me. And it didn't, it, it dropped down to a four for me. I was still really enjoying it, but I was a bit like, no, you, you've, you're a bit, you're a bit too much enjoying how fucking clever you are, you are yourself now. Uh, in in, in which bit, sorry. It back up to a four and a half for me. Yeah. That's the, the second act I just found went on a bit. Mm. I got the point and the film is two and a half hours long. Yeah. I, 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 I think, I think you could quote an hour out of it. Sure. Without even noticing. I think you could quote an hour out of it. But then there's just some wonderful just moments within it. Yeah. The bit where, obviously there's the whole section where Woody Harrelson and, what's he called? Flacco Burich. Uh, arguing socialism versus capitalism and then all of a sudden when he's on the island it's like, well we're all in this together we have to share <laughs> yeah, he becomes a full blown socialist yeah, very quickly yeah. <laughs> yeah that's interesting and then when he finds his partner's body oh and he's taking all the jewellery off he's taking the jewellery off yeah, yeah I very much enjoyed the um, the bit where she's like posing with all the pasta and then she just like goes back to looking at her phone and they're like, are you, are you going to eat it? Oh no, I'm gluten intolerant. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, they don't portray her as anything that other than I, I, I like the fact that uh, no, what they do wonderfully with her is you get no backstory for her. No, you never yeah. see any of her social media or anything like that. She, as a character, is only ever presented as surface level to you. Yeah, she's two dimensional. She's nothing. She? Yeah. There is There's no redemption arc either where she suddenly gets deeper. But then at, at, at the start, like in the first act, isn't, and forget because it's been a while since I've seen the film, but there's the stuff about how it kind of resolves their kind of argument. She's just like, I know how this is going to work. I'm going to be a fucking trophy wife at some point and you're going to, like, basically I've got kind of like a limited shelf life and then it's going to be your turn to, like, make the money. Um, is, am I am I getting that right? It's just in terms of like she almost knows what she is. Yeah, she says something about getting pregnant and not being able to work anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she basically says to Carl about Carl realizing this is a this is a relationship of convenience for both of us. We get great exposure for each other. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's the that, but he when she says at some point I'll get pregnant and this won't work anymore, he thinks that he's going to be the one that gets her pregnant, and she doesn't mean that at all. Oh no, she means once I can't earn the money I'm on now, I will find someone richer than you yeah. that can support me when I get pregnant. If, if, if you yeah, don't okay. get rich enough, yeah, yeah. which you won't because he's a male model and they don't get paid as much. Yeah, mm. and yeah, and the, the, you know the fact that he calls her on the, you know. In the originally in the restaurant, causing the fact that she does see him put the what is it down. It's very cleverly directed that scene. Mm. When when the waiter puts the thing down, she does acknowledge the waiter, and he sees her acknowledge the waiter that he's put it down, that he's put the bill down, mm. and then just waits for him to go. Right, I, I, 
I'll get it. And then says, well, I didn't notice it. And he's like, you fucking, what? <laughs> and the fact that then when it all gets reconciled, she admits, oh yeah, I completely was trying to play it. <laughs> I just find it very easy to manipulate people. Fair. But it is. But it, it, I have very old-fashioned views on paying but, in restaurants, though, to be fair. But even you said at the end, didn't you, Max? And this isn't, I'm not criticising you here, but even you said at the end, I don't want her to die. And I was like, why? Went, because it's sadder when pretty people die. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. I want, I want bad with the wife with the Cynthia doll hair dying. That was fine. Yeah. That was grim, her section, where she was just rolling around in the fucking piss and vomit. In but, the, yeah. But the, the brilliance of her literally vomiting up but still insisting they feed her champagne yeah. is just <laughs> fucking great. Uh, want some water? No champagne! <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it is, it, it's, it's a heck of a fun fucking ride, this triangle of sadness. And, and a collection of really fucking standout performances as well. Like, they don't stand out from each other, but they stand out from the pack. Yeah, it, it, it's the second or the third thing I've seen Harris Dickinson in. Um, Plays Dickie Attenborough, doesn't he? In, um, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. He, do, he does interesting shit, like the King's the king's Man. Yeah. Like, the, the way that, like, you think he's just going to be the fucking skin job action hero and then it's like actually no a point of this film is he went into war kind of basically like wanting to just experience war and kind of live to tell the tale and he gets killed off halfway through and then it's ray like ray fines leading it and like that kind of smart it feels like he's someone who reads the material and like okay there's some interesting shit to this he's not just appearing in in random blockbuster number twelve. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very. Yeah, he he he, he does seem like he's going to be an interesting dude. I mean, he's currently filming that uh, the new Steve McQueen, isn't he? Oh, Blitz. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. Good. Yeah, it's, if you go back and look, it's he's interesting and he's he's fun in this. It's a. Yeah, I'm, I'm really quite taken with Triangle Sadness. Yeah, we we both commented, didn't we, that if... I mean, this would have been really high in my top ten of last year if, if we'd watched it, it, it in it time. It would have been, yeah. yeah. Um, let me quick double check off my top ten and find out where I probably would have put it. Year in review. I mean, it might have got... It would have been top ten. It, it probably would have been number six. Yeah. That would have booted Elvis out. It would have booted Elvis out of my top ten, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fair. But yeah, uh, I mean, definitely not shit. Definitely not really, shit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and a, a score that I both um, didn't like, <laughs> but thought it was a perfect score for <laughs> this film. Oh, dear. Mm. Um, um, yeah, definitely not shit. I... Um, I, I I thought it was too long, yes, but I, agree I think it's more interesting the more you kind of think on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, very good. Um, and I mean, it, it's nominated for best picture. No chance of winning it. No picture, <laughs> director, screenplay. Yeah, yeah. Good good nominations. Not a, not a chance that it's winning it, but very glad that it's been nominated. 
I would have liked to see Dolly De Leon in Best Supporting Actress. I think if she was nominated, they would have done a good campaign for her. Yes. Yeah, and she's very, very good in it. Yeah, she she's is. fucking great. Yeah. The and the thing is, it, it's when she starts picking up the pieces and the that other the other woman who's been on the what is it who's just a an outright fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is explaining to her, what, what are you doing with those? And she's like, well, I caught the fish. Uh, and it's just explaining the, like, well, these people that are doing it. It's like, yeah, I know. I caught it. I dressed it. I made the fire and I cooked it. These are mine. Yeah. And then the fact, the way that she just, whenever she just says, you know, who's captain? <laughs> and she's just throwing them the bits. Mm. Yeah. What a great film. What a treat. I'm really oh, glad you enjoyed it, guys. Nice. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to take a break. And right. what, what an ending. What a fucking great ending. Yeah. A beautiful what him, film. like him running and whatnot. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he, he's worked out shit. Yeah. 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 Last of Us. Go on then. What's been happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I haven't caught up with episode six yet. We were talking before we started recording. I've got to be in the right fucking frame of mind to watch The Last of Us. So I managed to finish episode five before we started recording today. So we're going to talk about that one. So it's the the one after the introduction of Sam and Henry. Uh, the end of the two episode Mil- Melanie Linsky arc. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't end well for her, does it? No. And... <sighs> I read a comment that said, and I haven't watched these yet, I might, I might not. Does she play Apocalypse Karen? No. That's what I read that she plays Apocalypse Karen. Yeah, people are being fucking dicks about it. It's because it's a character that's not in the game. She's basically the Kansas City version of Marlene. So she's led the resistance. Do you remember who Marlene was? Yep. Don't do you? Nope. Basically, she led the Fireflies. Yes, her. So, Melanie Linsky's character's brother was the leader of the Resistance. Right. He was given up to the, like, the army guys, what are they called? Fedra. Fedra. Um, by Henry. Yeah. Um, because Henry needed medication for Sam, because he had leukaemia. So he had to give him something big. So he gave him information on her brother, despite the fact that he was this inspiring figure and he loved him and he was a great man, blah, blah, blah. Still gave him up. Um, And then Melanie Linsky's character is just real fucking sore about it. So she's then taken over control of the resistance, led a massive uprising, which is why there's no more Fedra in Kansas City. But she's doing it from a place of rage rather than wanting to liberate people she really just wants revenge on henry so that i want to starting to key in with this show which may my may be slow on the uptake but it's like you introduce characters and you get them for an episode or two but it's not really the characters that are necessarily the 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 important thing it's the ideas that they're representing Mm. um and it's taken me to this point to kind of click with that because i think if you wanted if you wanted to be negative about the show i think you you could go all right so um frank and um bill are in it for that episode then they're gone all right well 
what worth did they actually give other than telling a self-contained story? Melanie Linsky is in it for the two episodes. She's obviously not going to be in it in, in it again. What was the point of the character? And it's like it's not because they 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 have character arcs, but they're not the point of the show. The point of the show is like these are the things that Joel and Ellie are are, are experiencing, and Simon Henry as well. Actually, mm. they're they're these things that Joel and Ellie are experiencing that are going to lead to the characters in the future and certainly with Joel a decision he's going to make at the end of the first season the game levels they, they they are they are and it's a little bit it it kind I I don't know there's a part of me that kind of feels like the it's a transient story, isn't it? Like you're, you're traveling from one place to, to other. So mm. any of the other characters, you're not going to see that much because either they're going to move on or they're going to be killed. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a post-apocalyptic show in the sense that it's just happened either. Like people are settled with something like the stand, for example. The the characters are introduced and then they join up together and they travel together to a place because they don't have anywhere. Like, whereas in this, you're coming across people that they, they've, they found their place. They have their place. So when you move on, you leave them behind. It is, you know, by the, by definition of the format of the show, you are going to have people come in and out of it, but it's, it's how I guess they change Joel and Ellie's outlook and dynamic, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. I mean, th- that is it, and it just like I feel. It seems like people are are, are 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 adapting well to that. Even though I will say that the online chatter over The Last of Us has certainly gone down. Well, I commented on this to you, didn't I, Bex? Mm. And said that, that I I had noticed that as somebody who's not involved in the conversation, mm. but I've noticed that since episode three got quieter it's got a lot quieter but then the thing now, is if you actually if you search it it could not. be an algorithmic thing because if you actually search tlru or the last of us fucking loads of people are talking about yeah, it but it, it, i i sorry just to say i bet i know that episode seven is left behind that one is going to generate a fucking shit it, that is going to be all over twitter on monday yeah Sorry, Mark, go on. No, that, 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 that's it. It, it, just, it. it feels like it was everywhere for three weeks and there was this explosion of this is amazing. And then it's just, everything just seems to be, all right, we'll, 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 well, we're back to them guys again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I, just i feel i still feel like everything feels like it's a little bit on fast forward and again that's because i've played the original game a number of times um but yeah i i I don't know i'm not quite yeah i'm not quite getting the hit of it like i i i'm enjoying it and i it for me yeah, there, there you go. There you go. And it's like, the thing is, because it's nine episodes, I'm like, yeah, okay, I think I can stick it out. But if it was a longer series, 
that then didn't feel like it's on fast forward. I'll be honest, I'd probably be a bit like, oh God, it's 20 episodes. Nah, you're all right, mate. So basically, you can't please me. I, so, I'm going to be devastated when this thing finishes. Vicky, you trying to watch? <laughs> yeah, like honestly, I was saying to Ian earlier, Monday mornings roll around and I'm like, I could watch it before I start work. <laughs> and I'm having to stop myself because I don't want to watch it on a phone screen, but I need that fucking hit. And when with the episodes uh, well, only being like 45, 45 minutes long, it's like when it finishes, it's like the bit in fucking Shawshank when he's in the river with his arms <laughs> in the air. It's like, no, like I, I just it's I know he's not knowing That's in the that, opposite. but the you know the the, the pose, um, but it, it, it it's just not long enough. I could watch it for hours. And I am going to, like, I, I need to, I haven't done rewatches yet of four, five, and six, so I'm either going to do them with you or I'm going to do them soon. And then when the series finishes, I'm going to fucking binge watch the whole thing again because it's just, I need it in my eyeballs. It's so fucking good. And uh, I have one criticism of it, which I'll, I'll, I'll come to in a second, but I think... Is it, is it... Is it the fact that Bella Ramsey looks like a non-playable character from a different game? No, I think she's really fucking good in it. She really, I, I, really good in it. I think she's coming to her own in yeah. this in in episode five actually. Yeah. Like her and um Hen, her, Sam. Yeah. Um, the the kid like that shit is heartbreaking and just the whole. I thought she she just performed the. I've got someone to play with slash look after. Mm. She played that really, or, or they played. Uh, uh. No, no, she she does no, not she, care. She prefers she, she. I think she prefers she. She yeah. does not care for what pronouns you use for her. Okay, all right. It, it, okay, that's cool. I'm not I, trying I, to offend I, anyone. I, I it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes. I like did it, the it, research before we talked about it because I wanted to get it right, mm. and then found it, you were saying where she, where she basically says, "I don't care." Yeah, um, but but she is is she, does she identify as non-binary not, or have I mixed that up? Binary, but doesn't 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 go by the pronouns that they doesn't have. care. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, all right. That's my preferred way, just because I don't want to offend anyone. So thank you, Bella Ramsey. Sorry. Yeah, she's great. She's really really coming into her own, and I'm looking forward. I haven't seen episode six yet. I am looking forward to seeing what she does with Left Behind. Is it four where she finds the joke book? Um, or was it five? No, it wasn't five. It must have been four. I loved that. I absolutely fucking loved that because obviously that's a that's a that's a pull through from the game, and it's mm. um, but just like when when she, she she does one of them with um, Joel, and he answers it, and he's like, "You're she's like you're a dick. You're such, such a dick." Um, and the one where where that's the scarecrow one, isn't it? Um, and then the one about did you know diarrhea? Uh, no, what is it? Diarrhea is hereditary. And Joel's like, what? And she's like, yeah, it runs in your genes. And he he like laughs at it, <laughs> and it's the first one he's laughed at. And it's just yeah. it's just a beautiful relationship building because it's not it's more realistic because it's happening gradually. You know, he's heavily scarred by losing his daughter. She doesn't fucking trust anybody. So it's not going to be, like, immediate. But it's they, they're gradually learning to love each other. And it's it's just... I just I just love it so much. Um, back to episode five. Um, 
it, obviously people get a bit pressed don't they when when they change stuff from the game I, I think them changing that sequence with sam and ellie so that he tells her that he's been bitten was the right mm. choice um, yeah and then she she like tries to save him with her blood the blood my blood's a medicine yeah and that, but again that great choice mm. it's gonna it's gonna add shit to the end of the season yeah. Like the the her what she decides to do and then what happened yeah 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 no it was yeah real smart choice but I mean the bit with the bit with the raiders not raiders reverse raiders whatever the fuck you'd count them as in the town yeah in the game and then the bit where they're escaping from them through that like deserty bit and he's has to get the sniper rifle and protect the sniper them. dude yeah 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 but. There's also that bit where they're walking through. I think it's pre to that, uh, the the windy street bit, and they you can like jump down from gardens or you can follow the road. They've kind of incorporated three different sections of the game across two mm-hmm. episodes, and it's a huge chunk of the game is covered by those three sections, and they've put it into two episodes, and they've done that really well. I would. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on the condensing they do in episode six. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I need to get on six. We will do six and seven next week. Like, I feel like I've got the bit between my teeth for it again. Yeah, and we got a bloater. He, he was good, he and was him good. killing the, and that guy you killed. You know, that's um the guy who played Tommy in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, he's the voice of that, Tommy. That's. Really. I love, I love how they're incorporating people who are in the game mm. in in the show. Like that, that's that's really fun. Like Ashley Johnson. I don't know. Is she in six? Do you know who she plays? Um, she the voice of Ellie. Yeah. Let me have a look. It it would be a flashback. Okay. Prob- if 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 there's not a pretty big fla- sounding anyway flashback, she's not in it yet. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, no, no. In that case, no. But it, it's like it's going to be like her. I don't want to spoil it because you obviously don't know who she is playing in it. Feels so perfect on paper that I really hope it actually pulls out on screen. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I, yeah, I really like that aspect as well. Like, it, it's it feels she's playing. She's she's in the next one coming up, I think. Oh, she's in Left Behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose that kind of makes sense. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it, it's. I am enjoying it. It just, as I was saying, like I, I just, I need to get my, I need to get in the headspace for it. But the quality of it is starting to shine through. But it is going to be fucking weird that I'm gonna have Pedro Pascal from next week in two shows a week. One where he's playing Joel from The Last of Us, and one where he's in fucking Star Wars. <laughs> That's just gonna be very, very weird. I also think he's still too young for the role but hey i think he's perfect i think, I think it, it's all just fucking 
perfect apart from I have notes on episode six. Okay, all right, we'll talk. Um, my my complaint that I referred to earlier, it's not enough infected hmm. for me. It's about the people, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but it's also about the peril, and there's not enough infected. <clears throat> You don't design clickers um, that look as good as that and not have them in more episodes. I'm, I'm sorry. No. I'm kind. I'm kind. I was kind of being a dick saying that. I agree. <laughs> it would it, like. I think you do need more infected. But that one girl clicker who is oh, like burst into amazing. that car with Ellie, yeah. and then she's like contorting and like doing fucking acrobatic shit within that car. Oh yeah. dearie me. Yeah, the way she like rolls in through the window, fucking hell. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that. It's so well, creepy. They're, they're real people doing that as well, aren't they? Yeah, she's like a gymnast. Oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's really like Mafregan's yeah. kid's sister or something. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, Ian, yeah. Watch, no, it's, watch episode it... six. We'll oh, record. Oh, oh, we'll record we'll midweek and we'll just tack it on. <laughs> 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 haven't got enough people to talk to about it. Uh, I, I I honestly like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so crushed having to wait for the next series. I'm gonna but I'm gonna I'm gonna get on with game the game. And they need they need to wait for the four years so that Abella Ramsey looks old enough. Nah, absolutely fuck that. They need to do filler. <laughs> I don't think they're going to like what that the the scuttlebutt appears to be they're gonna go straight into Last of Us Part Two but split it over two seasons. Oh, I thought they were doing a filler season. Apparent, apparently not. She is like 19 in real life though, isn't she? But she don't look it. Could she look it? She looks it in the last... She looks age appropriate for Ellie in The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah, she does. She, she doesn't Maybe she look... Maybe strap them down. To I'm just saying she's, she's commenting on the fact that she had to it... wear a braid constantly to strap her boobs down. She's commenting on that. It just, like, Ellie's face in, and i'm comparing it to the game but her face in part two it just it looks like it's seen some shit it's older <laughs> it does though oh so you know i mentioned ages ago about the scene in like the museum and they, they, they visit all the space shit and is it is it in yeah. the last of us too it fucking is because they refer to it on the podcast this week oh, i knew i wasn't mental <laughs> Okay. Podcast, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I didn't imagine it. It's not a Berenstain Bears. Um but yeah. Um yeah, watch episode six and we'll talk. I've got to say as well, Neil Druckmann, the rare video game developer who is a snack. Oh, is he? I think I think he's a good looking dude. Google him. Yeah, will do. Now. <laughs> right now. Uh he's not a bad looking dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as he gives me fucking spoilers for The Last of Us 3. Oh, I just... It's it's so fucking good. So All right, to, calm down. So to think other things that are good, what, what, what's <laughs> everyone else been watching? Um, Should I talk for a little bit? You could, yeah, I suppose if you have to. So moving on to things that are good, to other things that are good. I mean, it's films that you've watched, so probably not. I watched Mr. Popper's Penguins. You're such a dickhead. Fuck's sake. <laughs> did you watch that on lunch break at your employer? Yes, I did. Cool. Oh, that's perfect. The looks you must fucking get. 
Hey, at least at least you knew you'd be able to go sit in your car. No, I'm still going to sit in the staff room. He's so fucking weird. I'm still in the staff room and I'll watch my, I'll watch whatever fucking madness I can watch. So I strap in, guys, because I watched. But you're going to have a higher level of responsibility. So now, you know, you can really fucking do them if they dare criticise your <laughs> choice of Mr. Popper's Penguins. Right, I enjoyed Mr. Popper's Penguins. Of course you did. It's a fun <laughs> enough movie. It's, it is, it's Jim Carrey almost back in a bit of a mojo bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a lot of fun with it, essentially playing a douchebag who gets the penguins. And How does he get them? Does he get them off a magical man? His dad... Um, so the, the way he gets one penguin is his dad... Um, he's like a, his dad is like an explorer and a... Um, whatever, just deals with like fucking animals and shit. Um... And his dad dies, and one of the things he leaves his will to him is this penguin that gets delivered to him. Um, and then, in trying to send the penguin back through some like miscommunication, ends up with five more penguins. Loudy, bitey, stinky, lovey, and Nimrod. They're yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called that. Yeah, great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but it's about him learning like to be less selfish through the penguins and you know getting like his kids uh, like forming a bit a better relationship with his kids and his ex-wife Carla Kajina. It's a fun enough movie. It's incredibly throwaway, but it's called Mr. Fucking Popper's Penguins. Of course, it's gonna be throwaway. It's Carla Kajina. I wish it was called it. Mr. Fucking Pocket the, the Popper's Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> it's Carla Kajina. What's for better? Hot in it. It's Kakao Gina, of course she is, yeah. Um, Does she uh, uh, proposition Jim Carrey for sex in a penguin costume at any point? Not far off, actually, yeah. Yeah, I say this about, like, hot females often, but can you imagine just fucking living your life looking like that? It must be, like, a whole different level of existence. You'd spend an awful lot more time jacking it, wouldn't you? I mean, no. I I would spend a lot of time in underwear looking in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. You're just getting turned on by yourself. Fucking look how hot you are. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. I just actually. I mean, they don't do that now, is it? I feel. I, I feel like I just wouldn't wear many clothes. <laughs> Fair play. Um, talk about people who like just looking at themselves. I watched uh, the Netflix movie You People. You watched it, so we didn't have to. I watched it. So oh, we... here we go. I've been looking forward to this all week, so Mark. You have to. Um, yeah. Right. So, Jonah Hill Felstein, who has like, legally now dropped Felstein from his name, even though that nobody fucking knew he had it in his name. No. I'm all. just going to see if I can add Noel to the call. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Um, it, it, it is, they are painfully... It is painful how much he is trying to prove that he's Jewish in this movie. In something that, that, you know, that we already know he's Jewish. Damn it. But they are desperately trying to prove that he's Jewish. And, right, what I will say here is, if any movie in existence, or anything in existence, was as cool as this movie is trying to be, then the world would literally fold and end. This movie is dripping in how fucking cool it fucking thinks it is. 
Mm. And then you watch it going, all you people are shit. All you, all you people, literally you people within this movie, <laughs> right, uh, don't know any real people. Mm. All the people within this movie that wrote this movie, that directed this movie, that made this movie, have that it is, uh, it it is literally an experiment in what would happen if you got a bunch of people to make a movie about seemingly regular people, but they're all quite rich, mm. right? Who have never had to worry about paying a bill. They have never had to. They have never had to go. God, I hope this fucking payment goes through. Mm. It is that the movie. Can I ask you a question? Because I, 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 I will never watch this. But I, everything I've seen about it online is, is very negative. But I saw somebody um, complimenting a like dressing down that Lauren London's character gives Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm. Is she that bad to her? Does she treat her like a token black daughter-in-law? Yeah. Oh, does she? Yeah. So everyone's shitting it. Oh, everyone's shitting it, yeah. Oh, even David Duchovny. Nobody's redeemable in it whatsoever. Right. Well, that sounds like a really good way to spend an hour and a half of my life. Sorry. It, 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 yeah. is, it is just people telling each other off and people telling each other, but like in really like, just like, oh no, man, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's like you start watching it and the opening bit of it is the opening is. Um, John Hill character uh, Ezra because of course he's Jewish. Um, <laughs> What's the Jewishest name? It, 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 he's uh, Goldstein. You can't <laughs> do that. He starts off. He's doing this podcast, and it's all like fucking really professional. This podcast that he's doing with his his black gay friend, uh, black gay female friend, because that's just because you know. That's just how progressive. That, he is. That's how progressive that, that, that he is. And they're doing the Jonah Hill hands uh, from that, and it, and then you think, all right, so he's a podcaster, fair or fucking no, nope. no. Nope. What it does actually there is not podcaster. That's what he wants to do in his life. Just have this podcast that's just about like the human experience and culture. Like, that's what it's about. But no, he's a he's a stock trader. That's his job. But that's not his. That's not his vibe. That's just how he earns money. And then there's a, there's a scene in it where he mentions about something, um, like he's going shopping and he says, you know, it's not something, it, it, it's not like a fad, it's not like a tie-dye um, sweatsuit. And then the next scene, he's literally wearing a tie-dye sweatsuit. And it, you just watch going, this is, this, Honestly. Does it think it's really cool and skewering and clever and stuff and in reality it's just insufferably shit? Yeah. It's it's like you're not if you're trying to shine a light on these people, mm. what you're basically doing is you're burning a light into yourself. <laughs> and it's I I'd love to sit down with with Johnny Hill and go, What were you going for? Because it seems like it was this. This makes me really sad because I like Jonah Hill. I think he's a really good actor and a really good like. He's got a really good energy on the screen, but he is. But he is also a um, an LA always been rich kid. Mm. Mm. 
and th- that 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 very much comes across in this. He is. It's not very good, and I can see why nobody is watching it. I think more people are watching it because it's getting really bad word, and, and like it's it's just so bad. You need you, to see it. You don't. It's nearly two hours long. Yeah. Don't need to watch it. Oh, I never will. Don't worry. Don't. Ian, don't watch it. I'm turning. No, I'm not going to. I am, I am 100% taking a, I'm only going to watch something if I actually want to watch it perspective. That's fine. Do you know from here on in. I Mr. Popper's Penguins. It, well, you could watch that. It's better than you people. And it will, it will, it will, it will give you more insight into the human experience mm. and culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, because A YouTube really video cool. of uh, Yakuza Zero Karaoke. I mean, that would do, yeah. Or... The 2000 um, Brendan Fraser starring remake of Bedazzled. <laughs> Good. Good. Which I did watch. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a fucking great time with... It's a great film, to be fair, from what I, I remember. I, honestly, it's it's Brendan Fraser doing every man really, really well. Like, only a year after playing, you know, doing The Mummy. Every man, but happens to be super pretty. But he doesn't. He, he, he manages to get not get that. It's quite clear. It if if it was released now, oh my god, <laughs> it would be in so much trouble. Hmm. It's 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 a good job people are going back to the mummy, <laughs> not this movie. Oh, is it problematic? No, so, but people would call it problematic. Okay. Next week. Because I'm halfway through it, I will talk about a film that is about seven years, no, six years old, no, five years old. That will be cancelled very shortly. Sorry, yeah. Mark, continue. And, and, Just and a bit of a. It's a little bit like that. Like, there's at one point he wants to. Because the idea is he gets seven wishes uh, by the <coughs> devil, played by Liz Hurley, who is fucking brilliant in it, by the way. Um, and one of them, he, he wants to be. Smart and um, articulate, and all these things, and so she makes him like smart and articulate and knowledgeable and have a good job and all this and that. And then it just turns out he's gay, and it's just like, and he's he, 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 he like takes this woman that he's trying to do all these things to get, uh, to, to, goes back with her, and then his boyfriend, who is incredibly camp. <laughs> Is there chewing him out? He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not gay, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. Look, look kiss, kiss will find out. Kiss me, and I'll prove I'm not gay. And then kiss me, goes, yep, so I'm gay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny in the way that it is, in that it's building on stereotypes. And there's mm. a one where he plays like an athlete who's like just really fucking dumb. Mm. It's, it's fun. Yes, it's probably problematic, but it, it's 23 fucking years old. Leave it alone. <laughs> It's not 2000s like now yeah um, and then before we get into what we watched together yes or, or what you watched and then you can do what we watched together and then Ian could do his watching bits like that we'll work it out sure um, the, the just tell us what you want us to do Mark yeah I'm going to do because I'm in charge um, yeah yeah <laughs> three bits of octopus if you call me captain uh, <laughs> nice do like octopus um, yeah the last one I watched um from, you know, bedazzled new people, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Obviously, I watched Seven Years in Tibet. Obviously. Thematically, it fits. <laughs> yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like Seven Years in Tibet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know why. It's not even that good a movie. It's not even that bad a movie either, but I would like it. Yeah, because it has to be like really at one end of the spectrum or the other for it you, doesn't does, it? It does, yeah. It's like it. seven years. It's about, I just it it it's it, it's it's a pretty movie with a banging score by John Williams, um, and Brad Pitt saying "Shut up" in a really bad German accent, Austrian accent. Quite often, that makes you chuckle. Fair. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Adding to the Pretty. Yeah. Bad hair in this, though, from what I remember. It's, it's dyed incredibly yellow. Yeah. Just so that a lot of people can call him Yellowhead. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Did they not have toner back in the? Uh, back no. In the days? No, not no. not in not not no not, not in not the late nineties. No. Uh, but yeah, it's. I'm not. I guess I'm not gonna say it's good because I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> And it's famous for costing an awful lot of money and then not quite making it back. You know, it's it's often built like one of the biggest flops of all time, but it's kind of not because it did actually do all right at the box office. It yeah. just, it cost so much fucking money. But yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the most highbrow thing you've watched on your own. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years in Tibet, it's two and a half hours long, and it's worth it for the way that Brad Pitt says shut up. Okay. Well, in in culturally inaccurate casting, if you want to continue that theme, you could watch The Last Samurai. I fucking might. <laughs> that could be next week's highbrow film. Yeah. <laughs> Prince uh, of Persia, you can add that in. I, I, yeah, I'm sure I can stoop some lows as well. Yeah. Oh dear. Right, who's next, Mark? Uh, in charge? Ian, because they can swim back to yours and then mine. Wow. Uh, back mine, hours together. Ian, what have you been watching this week? Uh, so, yeah, no, uh, a couple of things to talk about. It's not not film specifically, but if you just want to live a gangster life, play Yakuza 0. Nice. You can do karaoke. And uh, you can... Um, beat a lot of people up um i beat up two drunk people so hard that they magically turned sober <laughs> which was brilliant that good. it was good uh threw a bicycle at a guy that was good multiple guys actually um the yakuza games all have if you wanted to, over a hundred hours of content in them, and there's eight of them. Wow. Um, they're very, very intense, uh, and they are a great mix of serious gangster drama and some of the weirdest fucking shit you've ever seen. They are spectacular. Um, if I didn't do this podcast. All I think I would do every evening when I when I was able to is play Yakuza. Um, but I do do this podcast, so I literally played about three hours of Yakuza 0 on Monday night, and then I nuked my save, because I was like, I can't dive any deeper. I, like, I can't, I had to cut myself off. 
because I would never do anything else again with my free time other than play Yakuza games. Because there is, like, including the spin-off, there's so many of them, isn't there? Like, seriously, there are seven games with the main protagonist, um, uh, Kazuma Kiryu, who is my spirit animal. No, actually, no, he's not my spirit animal. My spirit animal is the star of Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, um, Ichiban, um, who is a fantastic man. Um, and um, I've, I've played several hours of that one and may go back to it one day. There's also two Judgment games that are set in the same universe. Um, there's also, which literally came out this week, they've renamed the series from Yakuza. They're now calling them Like a Dragon, but Like a Dragon Ishian, which is a... It's set in um, feudal Japan, has real-world characters in it, but they are played by the same actors as the people from the Yakuza games. And it has karaoke, despite the fact that it's set in the 1800s. Um, also, there was a film adaptation. Guess who it was directed by? Who? Takashi Miike. Oh, of course it was. I kind of think we might need to look at that one day. like a dragon from 2007. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like we might have to on that one. <laughs> um, how they condense what is literally like hundreds of hours of story into a probably hour and a half film is beyond me. But honestly... Ooh, it, apparently it is a one night story. What? The plot is loosely based can I, can I, can... on the original Yakuza game and is a separate one-night story that unfolds in a hot summer night in uh, Kamarucho, the fictionist... Kamarucho. Oh, yes. Of, uh, it's set in Kamarucho. Uh, Sorry. Of, uh, of Tokyo, yeah. I just fist-pumped. <laughs> I just fist-pumped when you said it was set in Kamarucho. Can I ask, in the cast list, is there a character called Goro Majima in it? Yes. Right, we need to watch Like a Dragon. Right, I will... Mark flicks. I I will sort that out. (laughs) Yeah, alright, cool, great stuff. Um, Seriously, if I didn't do this podcast, I would be just playing the Yakuza games non-stop. But because we are, I've literally deleted my save and deleted it off of the PlayStation Cloud. I can't. It's so good. Oh, I, it's I, I, so I'm just looking good. at a, a still from oh, it. God. Uh, yeah. And, and your boy is dressed like your boy. What, Kiryu is? Or Majima? Majima. Has he got the eye patch? He does appear to have the eye patch and the jacket. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Alright, yeah. But we'll, we'll make this happen here. Oh, fuck. Okay, alright, great. Okay. Also, sorry, another video game. No. On PlayStation Plus now. Last night, I started playing The Quarry. Oh, is that on so, there? Get that downloaded. Yeah. I'll, I'll start downloading after you record. Do it now. The controller's there. There you go. So, The Quarry. Developed by Supermassive Games, who uh, made Until Dawn, um, and uh, are behind the Dark Pictures anthology. 
which by by the way, Bex, I think the first two dark pictures are also on PlayStation Plus. Um, so um, this it, it, basically they're almost like choose your own adventure horror movies. Um, the quarry in the main menu offers a movie mode where you can just watch it play out with a series of predetermined outcomes just as a film. Um, but so um, <coughs> I played maybe about an hour and a half, two hours of it so far. Um, and it, it's really intriguing so far, actually. First off, Donna walked in the room and just asked, what film are you watching? Nice. And it took her a while to go, oh, shit. So, yeah. Um, and it starts off with, um, randomly, you know, Licorice Pizza. The yes. child actor who is, like, um, also, like, he's kind of cracking on to um, old uh, Alana Haim on the airplane. Oh, yes. Um, I can't remember his name. He's got a right fucking weird name. I know the guy you yeah. I'll find out why you're saying it. Yeah, so... Him and his girlfriend are like driving along, and then they see something in the road, and then they they crash the car. Well, it, it, to be fair, I because of the actions I took, they crashed the car. I'm assuming they probably crashed the car generally, but I don't know. Um, and uh, then uh, they she sees the 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 girl sees something in the woods, um, and then Ted Raimi pops up. It's, his name's Skylar Gisonda. Uh, Skyler Gisondo, what a name. Fucking hell. Um, and yeah, then Ted Raimi pops up and you've got to like kind of deal with him and he's a cop, but is he actually a cop? Um, and then it kind of goes on, it, it goes on from there. They're, they're going to a summer camp because they're counsellors. And then some stuff happens and then it's um, it cuts to the end of the summer. They're seeing the kids off. And then uh, you've got um, people I recognised in it. The girl from Modern Family, Alex from Modern Family, um, and then Justice Smith, who okay. was in Detective Pikachu. It's a cast. Um, yeah, 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 but I, I haven't come across... Yeah. Grace Sabrisky is in it, and uh, Bex, you played Until Dawn, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know at the start of every chapter, you got like the person chatting at you. Yeah. It's like, did you see the... Grace Sabrisky is doing that in the quarry. Well, like the so like the psychologist guy part. Yeah, in Until Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Peter Stormare in Until yeah, Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> it's Grace Grace Sabrisky basically filling that role in this. Um, yeah, it's a good cast. So David Arquette's in it. He hasn't turned up yet. Lance Henriksen, uh, Lynn Shay. Um, I know I'm missing some actually, um, but yeah, it's Ethan Supley. That actually, that's the person I was thinking of. So it, it's yeah, it looks amazing. After the prologue, it's been a little bit slow. It's a little bit walk about, have a chat with someone. Then may I, I am a little bit get to the fucking monkey, which I was with until dawn as well. But until dawn ramped up nicely. Um, so and apparently, unlike the dark pictures, the quarry is like apparently like a ten-hour story. The dark pictures, they're smaller games. They're they're priced at less, but they're only like three four hours. Like the first dark pictures, man and Madan, I did it in two nights. Um, 
this is a longer one. But yeah, it, it's really, really promising so far. And uh, I'll be, I'll, yeah, I feel like this is one we might reconvene on, Bex. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Nice. Yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, really enjoying that. Uh, then in terms of films, uh, I'll lead off with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So um, I went to see this uh, apocalyptically hungover on Saturday morning. Um uh, Pardon me. Um, I literally drank uh, a crate of Heineken on Friday night. Um, I don't do that that often, but I did it. Go me. So um, this is obviously with some slightly adult thinking, but based on what Noel's been saying in our chat, m m maybe not. Not may maybe I'm kind of along the right path. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania takes everything you loved about the first two and went, nah. Um, directed by Peyton Reed still. Written by Jeff Lovelace, I, I think his name is, who writes for Rick and Morty. And boy, does it show. There's a character voiced by David Das Malkian, who's just a big blob of stuff, who is obsessed with how many holes characters have oh. how many holes do you have and Paul Rudd's having to think about how many holes he has hilarious yeah um, I'm already going lol yeah yeah pretty much um, so basically they get sucked into the quantum realm because uh, Jonathan Majors wants them to come to the quantum realm so that uh, they can help him out of the quantum realm he has a pre-existing relationship with Michelle Pfeiffer, which all the way through, she says a couple of times, I think I probably should have told you about this before. Yeah, you should have told them about it before. You didn't... And it, the, the weird thing is, it's not even like she did anything wrong. Spoiler alert. It is literally just like, yeah, I just didn't tell you because otherwise this plot wouldn't work. There's no justification. It's bizarre. Uh, Jonathan Majors is the new MCU big bad. He is Kang. Um, he was in the l last episode of Loki, which is now nearly two years old, which is time is a cunt. Um, and he is basically this guy who... There's loads of him in the multiverse, but they all seem to have the same end goal, which is to conquer shit. Um, so um, he, But he's been exiled by the other ones. Because his plan would basically be the one that would rule all of the plans. So all the other Kangs have exiled him to the quantum realm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's two hours of an awful lot of green screen. Um, okay visual effects. Catherine Newton uh, is playing Cassie Lang. Um, so Catherine Newton from Freaky and Detective Pikachu is now uh, in this um, and is fine. Um, you know she's young because she's an activist who gets jailed for activising. Um, and uh, Evangeline Lilly's in it a bit, which I'm sure everyone's thrilled with. Uh, Michael Douglas and his aunt Obsession gets a good amount of screen time. I enjoyed whenever Michael Douglas reacted to something. And he does that quite a lot in this film. And they, I 
can't help but think that he's thinking they're not paying me enough. Michael, no, they're not. Um, Kang's fine. The mid-credits and post-credits, but especially the mid-credits, slightly made me want to die inside. Because basically, this Kang, there's loads of him. And they all have wacky personalities and all dress up in wacky things. It's going to be a lot of Jonathan Majors dressing up. Which feels very counter to that guy's vibe. Um, but we'll see. It's not a great film. It engages in points. Paul Rudd is decent. There is no character growth whatsoever. In fact, there's... Paul Rudd's closing kind of like voiceover in-head monologue basically says there is no character growth. In fact, huh, shit. I might have done something here, but nah, everything's going to be fine. That's basically what it is. I might have unleashed something. I probably haven't though. End of film. It is... A very weird way of dealing with the most insignificant Marvel characters to have a franchise. While also basically being the big screen introduction of the new big bad. And the two don't meet very well. So it's a little bit like when um, Captain America Civil War was basically Avengers 2.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, kind is, of, yeah. Out of the Wasp Quantum Mania it should just be called um, Kang. Featuring Ant-Man and the Wasp, maybe. And, yeah, yeah. To be honest, and the the whole Wasp aspect, there's not really much of it there. I mean, there's not an awful lot of Ant-Man, to be honest. It, it it's kind of all over the place. It's not great. It it's the MCU treading water, but also introducing the next big bad for the next few years. Brutal to be it, it, like the idea of just right, you're just gonna have shit loads of Jonathan Majors's. Great, yeah. Looking forward to Creed 3. I'm looking forward to stuff that he's actually passionate about. Not a criticism of Jonathan Majors, you fucking make that money, you make yourself more sellable. That's great, but dude. By the end of this lot, I, I, like, I'm sure he's going to be like, just fucking kill me. Please kill me. Yeah. There, so, there you go. Uh, so, I also watched John Wick uh, in preparation for the new John Wick film. Uh, John Wick is great. Many, many people die. So many people die in that film. Um, and uh, quite, quite rightly so. Yeah. Fucking pricks. Yeah, absolutely fucking pricks. I love that that film had no expectations to it whatsoever. It's just this relatively lean, 100-minute long film about a guy getting revenge for people killing his dog. And now it's John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs> and it's nearly three hours long. Yeah. It rules. Yeah. Um, Bonkers that, that it, it is what that is fucking grown into. And... The latest in my continuing series of Donna walks in a little bit into a film, asks what I'm watching, and then just watches the rest. Um, 
happy death day, but then oh, nice. happy death day to you, which she was bang up for. Yes. Um, so, right. These films are great. Christopher Landon has We Have a Ghost coming out on Netflix this coming Friday, and he's been talking about a Happy Death Day free or a Happy Freaky Day or something like that. Like a Freaky Death Day, where it would be Catherine Newton and Jessica Roth teaming up against Vince Vaughn. (laughs) I really, really want that. Like, quite badly. That would rule. Um, So, Happy Death Day is great. Jessica Roth is a star. Terrific character arc. Just a a, a fun slasher. Happy Death Day to you is interesting because it didn't do that well compared to what their expectations were. And it's just a... Because it did did really well. Just not in comparison to what the first one did. And that's why the third never got greenlit because they were just like almost like diminishing returns, but also increased budget. Because the thing about to you is it obviously has an increased budget, and the scope is increased, and it it becomes this weird slasher light more. And it, it, to be fair, they kind of set it up in the first one where they're talking about um, uh, you know, oh, you've never seen Groundhog Day. And then it turns into more of just a comedy kind of thing as opposed to a straight horror, but throwing in sci-fi elements into it as well. And the idea idea of a multiverse. Um, And it's a really fun, but also very sweet sequel that takes the premise and stretches it but then is also like it, it manages to get some emotional mileage out of it because it's the whole she's got to choose which universe she wants to live in the one where Carter's a boyfriend or the one where her mum's alive which is great to be fair it is a little bit if you okay she's fallen in love with Carter because like she's been with him for like the same day for like multiple multiple times and she's fallen for him but also your mum's alive. That kind of, you know, you could maybe convince Carter to just not be with his girlfriend anymore. Like, there are options there. In the other universe, you can't resurrect your mum. In this universe, you might be able to convince Carter to cheat on his girlfriend, who's not very nice anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And like, there's a mid credit sting where they trap the not very nice girl in a happy death day scenario, which is quite dark actually, because apart from like cheating on her boyfriend, she hasn't done anything that bad. Um, But it it sets up a third one and it is a little bit like you were confident, weren't you? (laughs) Yes. And there's just a part of me that's just like, you know, Hey, I'd be happy to see a third one at the same time. You are being quite bolshy about we're going to get a third one because you're going to like this. I like it. It's not as fresh as Happy Death Day is. It's more ambitious, but it doesn't have the the spark. Apart from the sequence set to Paramore Heart, the Paramore's Hard Times, where Jessica Roth just kills herself over and over again, including skydiving in a 
swimsuit and then having it so that she lands in front of Carter and the new girlfriend kissing. <laughs> That's good fun. You might have to rewatch these so books, won't we? They're fucking great, the Happy Death Day movies. They're they're really, really fun, but I would be so up for a freaky death day. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Ooh. So, Bex. We um uh, what did we rewatch Bex? Am I not doing mine now? Oh, you're yours for like Bad host. Oh. Bad host. Okay, so after discussing the Children of the Corn trailer last week, I watched the 1984 Children of the Corn. Literally that night, actually. Movie that yeah. night, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Fuck me. They do show them killing Fuck all the fucking, fucking parents it. and stuff. I've completely just, like, blanked that section of the movie oh, okay. from, my, from my memory. Um... Yeah, Children of the Corn's fucking weird. Like, I, I don't necessarily think I'd advocate for it being considered good. Because it's not. But it's also not a shit watch. So, it's it's interesting. It's an oddity, is what I would say. Um, but, yeah. Linda Hamilton's in it. That's weird. I always find it weird when, like, Linda Hamilton's in stuff as just, like, a girl. Because, like, I know she is in The Terminator, but in all of the sequels, she's, like, badass Linda Hamilton, isn't she? Yeah. And she's, like, ripped, and she's a bit wiry looking. And, I mean, looks like she'd kick your ass, to be fair. Whereas, like, in in the first one, obviously, she's, she's just this nice girl who has like fluffy curly hair and like looks real girly and she's that Linda Hamilton in in Children of the Corn um yeah um yeah just just real fucking weird Isaac's a dickhead Malachi's kind of a dickhead they're all dickheads I think there's some sacrificing shit going on like in that wicker man thing but yeah, I mean, I'll watch it again. So I don't know whether that says something about the film or something about me. You. <laughs> and I've watched it numerous times already. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just really quite. Like, the the peril is high in it. You know, you are rooting for them. So yeah, loved that. Um, I also watched. Okay, in the vein of your Mister Popper's Penguins bullshit, I watched Bedtime Stories. Right. With Adam Sandler. Did you like it? Um. No, overall, probably not. Fair enough. Like, the premise of it is quite... It, it, it could have been quite good, but then it gets sandlered. Fair enough. Um, but it is nice to see Kerry Russell in stuff. Yeah. She's she's just very engaging to watch, I think. She's a very, very pleasant screen presence. Yeah, isn't she? 100%. Um, I also watched Encanto because I didn't feel very well and I wanted to watch a cartoon and I felt like I couldn't watch Atlantis or uh, Treasure Planet again this soon after watching them. So I was going through the like more modern ones and I was like, ah, do you know what? Fuck it, I haven't watched Encanto since I first watched it. Ah, do you know what? I actually really like Encanto. Yeah, yeah it's a good time. Yeah, it's I like its messaging. 
And I feel like maybe Disney need to make at some point just a straight up fucking fun cartoon that doesn't have messaging. But if it does, I feel like letting people just be who they are and not putting too much pressure on them is a is a good one. Jonathan Majors recently uh, said that Encanto was his fourth favourite movie of all time. Okay. Have you seen Encanto? No. John John well, Leguizamo voices Bruno. Cool. We don't talk about him. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think like the way that all of the um, all the powers are used are like really quite interesting in that one that they can hear everything. Just like if you watch it with subtitles, so that you can actually like understand the lyrics of the songs. Whenever she does the whole thing, it just says squeaks. Well, no, it's not really a you film. You would hate it. I also started watching, and I'll speak about it next week, because I'm going to start it from the beginning, because I feel like it's not a film you can watch in two parts. I also started watching Skinamarink, which you would fucking hate. <laughs> you would hate the shit out of it. He would, though, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would, yeah. You would gouge your eyes out to avoid watching the end of that movie. Is this is what I'm going to watch now as an experiment now. No. I like you with that. I mean... Honestly, Mark, you would fucking, fucking hate it. Mark, pro tip, and I know this would go against everything that you stand for. Watch it through VLC media player and just adjust the playback speed as and when you feel is warranted. You didn't like that either, did you? What, Skinnamarink? Mm. Nah, mate. Let me finish it and then I'll come back to it next week. But, yeah. It's... Like, as as we were talking about with Noel when we talked about it, it's just, if people find those images and that stuff unsettling, then fair play. That's fine. Horror can be pretty subjective. Mm. What I think about those people who find that scary, you know, it, it may be a different conversation. Um, but also, it just... Those kids... Real world kids of those ages in that situation would not react in that way. And as soon as I thought that, it just broke for me. It was like, I don't find any of this scary because none of it is real. Mm. Well, like I said, I'm going to start it from the beginning again because I feel like the, the thing that it has going for it is its atmosphere. And I think watching it in two parts is not going to help its cause. Um, I think it's more unsettling than scary. Uh, up to the point that I've watched it, but we'll come back to it next week. Um, I am going to watch the end of it. But I'm gonna I, watch I just it I like the dialogue that's just with the, lights the dialogue, just like. It is a bit like that. And then you're just going to stare at a door for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, right, so I also did a first time watch of Uncharted, um, mm. which. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. Um, I wish they'd gone, I wish they hadn't gone that route with it. Um, but, do you know what they did? And it's it's fine. Um, it's odd. Because Sophia, Ali, as young Chloe, I'll just 100% go dirty old man. Sorry. That's fair. Um, yeah, I... I, I find I don't like Mark Wahlberg and stuff, which is unfortunate because you're like obsessed with him, aren't you? It's fucking confidential, motherfucker. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I just, I, I wish they'd done a correct age version, but they didn't. So what they did was fine. Um, and I also rewatched The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, which I think I found more effective on rewatch than I did on first watch. Which, you know, I, I really liked it on first watch, but it's it's a bit of a departure from the rest of the Conjuring movies. Um, with them, like, bibbing about and investigating and, like, the whole kind of structure of it, I guess, is... And I think we re-watched all the Conjuring movies, didn't we, in, in the run-up? Mm. Um, so I think watching it in isolation, I actually enjoyed it better. All right. Um, oh, and then the bit where he gives her the gazebo at the end. It always just makes my heart grow three sizes. Because that's where they met. Well, no, the day they met, they went, they went, oh, and then they went yeah. in a gazebo, and because it was raining, and then that was where they had their first kiss. So cute. Um, that's all I watched on my own. Cool. Because I also have another film that I didn't finish. Yeah. I know. Sorry. So we rewatched Twenty One Jump Street, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, ten, well, eleven years old now. This movie. Um. We we watched this in the cinema back to back after watching The Raid, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. watched The Raid and then literally came out of The Raid um, and as we were leaving, we were like, hang on a minute, I think it's when Jump Street's starting. <laughs> and so we decided to watch it, didn't we? We weren't going to, didn't plan to. Mm. And then went to watch 21 Jump Street and there was a few people in, but it wasn't like packed, but there was enough people in, wasn't there? Yeah. And we got into a serious, like, laughing fit yeah, for did. a good, like, ten minutes where we couldn't stop laughing. I can't even remember what set us off. I can. Go on. It was the bit where uh, they get the car and crash into each other in the car. Yeah. From that moment until the end of the drug trip. Mm. And we were, like, fucking, like, howling with laughter. And... Everyone else was finding it mildly amusing, and we fucking yeah. really found it amusing. Um, we got the gigs. Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, so, where Drum Seat still stands up, it's still a fucking really fun, funny, quite sweet movie. It's got some bits in it that I feel haven't aged well. No. I can't remember specifically, but I remember what when we were watching it thinking Ugh. about a couple of bits. Oh, I didn't get that from it at all. Oh, I think it's when he says something about like there's a bit where he's he like mocks the kid for being gay, and then it's like he mocks him, he punches him, and then what is it? He punches because you're gay. It's like no, I punched him, and he happened to be gay. <laughs> no, but didn't he say he, he says something anyway? And there's, there's a couple of other points where I'm but, like, but the, the, the problem is the character's supposed to be a bit of an idiot, and then he has growth growing up, growing through the movie. That's yeah, the point. Yeah. No, it's it's really good fun though, and I wish like Brie Larson's character arc had been a direct extension of this Brie Larson rather than whatever the fuck it is we've got now. <laughs> Fair point. Because um, that smug bitch, she's clearly come from from the multiverse. There we go. There we go. Uh, and what else did we watch, Becky? <laughs> this was a real weird fucking film. So we watched the Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe movie Virtuosity. Did I say I was going to watch this last week? Yeah, not last week, no. Yeah. Um, so you've never seen Virtuosity? 
No. I won't go too deep into it because genuinely I watch think it. you should watch it. I know, I think we should leave this and do it as a main review next week along with that Yakuza movie. Yeah, but I will give you a brief synopsis oh, of what it's about. Oh, God. Yeah, all right, sold. Right. Sorry, yeah. It, so, Russell Crowe um, plays a um, a virtual reality entity called Six, called Sid 6.7, right? Great. Who is a serial killer and accidentally gets transported into the real world? No, you're giving too much away. But that that that, that is the trailer. Russell... No, I don't even watch. No, no, no just done. Not... All right, next week, next week we are reviewing Cocaine Bear, Virtuosity, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I'm fucking pumped for this. Yeah, it's going to be a real good week. I might even watch Virtuosity again. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah. All right. Just do me a favor, guys. If I haven't talked about Virtuosity before, like Monday, just remind me that we're watching Virtuosity. Yeah. I, I will. I will make sure I am doing that. <laughs> That's gonna be just the greatest show ever. And we'll be discussing episodes six and seven of The Last of Us and oh. The Quarry. <laughs> We're going multi-platform, oh, well, guys. And, and, and whatever fucking batshit stuff I watch. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I just need to see how long it takes to beat the quarry. <laughs> you do that while I'm finding the questions that we've been asked this week. So Rick Kidd did suggest a, uh, a topic for discussion, but it's the bathroom, but we did chat about it earlier. Um, Dylan Black Lanterns. Um... What was the first film you saw at the cinema or first film you rented by yourself? My dad took me to see Supergirl and fell asleep. It was the last time he ever went to cinema and I can't blame him. The quarry takes about 10 hours. 30 if you do completionist. Nah, fuck. I mean, that's bollocks. That's all play styles, 10 and a half. Yeah. We can do that before next week, right? Um, Why is how you get off? We could do we could do an update and then we could do like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. maybe over over a couple of weeks yeah that's fair. What is the first cool. film you saw at the cinema? Peter Pan. I saw a Di- I, I saw a re-release of Disney Plan. Uh, uh, Disney Plan. Sorry, Peter Pan at the cinema. I can't remember the first film I rented by myself. There's an awful lot of me renting with my uh, my stepbrothers at the time. That probably was around that time. Right, so mine, it was either Lady and the Tramp or The Land Before Time. I can't remember which. I remember being a real fucking mess watching The Land Before Time, though. Like, real fucking ugly crying. Ugly kid crying. Snotty. Just grim. And it was the bit where, like, he's sleeping in his mother's footprint. After she's died, it's a bleak film. It's a really it? fucking bleak it film, yeah. It is. It's yeah. It's not. It's not child friendly. It's that not. Movie. It is not. It is literally a film that goes, "Hey kids, dinosaurs, death." First film. Here's a dinosaur. Your parents are going to die. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this dinosaur. It's called Ducky. It's real cute and like quirky and shit. Your parents will die one day. <laughs> um, Maybe while you're young. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I. Anyway, um, I don't think I've ever rented a film on your own. Ever. By the time we got together, movies were DVDs and we bought them. Yeah. 
and yeah well my first I mean I, I, I for a sleepover the first one I remember getting rented for me to watch without my parents is it fair play because they had that in the video film bit despite it being a thing yeah my first watch the cinema that I can remember uh, was Masters of the Universe. Oh, it's fucking banger is Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I love that film. Uh, first one rigged on my own will have probably been Best of the Best. The Eric Roberts movie. You probably went on your own as well, I didn't did you? Yeah. yeah, you were a proper latchkey kid, oh, weren't yeah, you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Fucking lootly. Bless you. And Rick Kidd, with episode 500 approaching, do you have any plans something special, e.g., revisions of your all time, all time top 100s, or favourite reviews, etc.? I don't know if I can do that again. <coughs> I just don't know if I can. There's too many films. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly do something, I think, for episode 500. I think yeah, we need to work out oh God, I'm, like I'm when I need to it stop, is. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, go on Ian. You okay? Yeah, no, just the thought of doing a, a, a top one hundred again, just just that. No, yeah, that. let's 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 not do that. We'll, we'll we'll see where it is in the calendar and what it lines up with and whatnot. And I think for four hundred, was four hundred end game? I, I feel like that end. was. Even though, like, if that was only 100 episodes ago, that was only two years. Maybe that was 350. Where are we now? Four. 482. 482. So we've got 18 weeks. Yeah. 18 weeks. So that's what? Just under five months? Yeah. Hang on a second. Oh, no. Let's do the maths. Let's do the maths. That feels kind of close to MI7. June 28th would be the Wednesday of that week. Ah, fuck. So the Friday before is Barbie and Oppenheimer. (laughs) 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 Fair play. See, I'd I'd suggest we do like a meet-up, but that's Isabel's birthday weekend. But that's the thing. If we skip a week at some point, Mm. then that could be Mission Impossible 7. (gasps) Or is that the week after? Fuck. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no. Ah. When is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning out? Um, Can I just point something out? What? I was just searching for my top. It is the week before. We did our top 10 of the decade, didn't we, at the four of the shows? Yeah. Um, But I actually did a top 100 for that. Um... Yeah, I'm not doing a top 100. Oh no, no, I'm just saying it's quite amusing. Okay. Can everyone remember what my top, what my number three movie of, of the last decade was? Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh God, what? So my number one was A Star Is Born. My number two was War for Wall Street. Hot Tub Time Machine Two. <laughs> it was Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm a piece of shit. Right. I think we could work out 500 to be Mission Impossible 7. I think we could quite easily. That I would really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So next we'll make week, that work. we have Virtuosity, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Cocaine Bear. It is going to be a 
bonkers fucking show that. I just, I, I need. No, you. What? At least one of you has tried playing Yakuza before. Me. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I just do me a favor. Just invest an hour into Yakuza Zero. Yakuza Zero. I will. I will. Yeah, it's that. it's on PlayStation Plus. You do karaoke in the first hour, and when you do karaoke, you get the choice between two two songs. Both of them are bangers, but I do recommend the wonderful ballad "Baka Mitai." All right, I will. Even though an, uh, another one like turns into a music video where you're suddenly in in a rock band, but Bakamatai is just a beautiful ballad. Right, I will attempt to get that done as well. Hang on, I, I need to. Maybe I get it up now. Hang on, where's the chorus? Hang on. No. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. And you're just doing uh, button presses to whenever he's speaking. You know what that translates as? What? That won't do so foolish. That won't do so foolish, but... But he's like it's really mournful. It rules. Nice. <laughs> anyway, back in the tie. Right. Well, that was that was episode four, four eight two of Phil Bastards. I thank you very much, Rebecca. Oh, thanks, Mark. And I thank you very much, Ian. Konnichiwa. And <laughs> thank you very much for listening, guys. And we shall speak to you next week. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Sayonara. Ha, ha, ha.